For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With Jack and Zach on the Bowie Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. I'm pretty much the monkey with the bone. Episode one, the real episode. The actual episode. Believe in the Zags with Jack and Zach. I'm Jack Ferris. He's Rob Zachary. Good morning, Mr. Zachary. How are you? Oh, man. It's been a day, but I can't complain. Have you had people complain about our little preview episode about how short it was and they wanted a little more? Um, just a little, but you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. I don't know. Here's how it was explained to me with that little preview episode. That preview episode was a little trailblazer in Uh, the digital world. You know, we dropped uh, him off. He, he was four minutes. He was a, he was a small guy, but imagine him with a machete just carving through all the pathways that you can listen to. Of the 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 jungle of the Amazon. Exactly, exactly. That was the preview episode. So uh, paving the way for a large, huge episodes like this one. If you're listening, thank you very much. Subscribe, review. Uh, Rob and I together have a combined three kids. We need to put food on their table. And uh, (laughs) you subscribing and uh, writing a review. We have three kids together? I didn't know that. We combined, Rob, yeah, we have three kids. That's, That's a lot of mouths. You have no idea. <laughs> the prisoners outnumber the guards at my house for sure. I, you know what? I, I can't relate, but <laughs> the facts of the matter are that uh, we have more. We have three kids combined. Yes. You and me. First of all, we're recording on Friday morning. Obviously, Gonzaga's already played Texas A&M. They're four games in. We unfortunately don't have a crystal ball. So we don't know how it's going to turn out. So we are going to talk a little retroactively, just the first three games of the season. Uh, a solid schedule is going to be coming at you in the future. Probably Tuesday nights is what Rob and I are thinking. Maybe even yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Friday afternoons as well. Oh, yeah. Double but, trouble, baby. But for now, uh, bear with us. We're, we're in, we got to crawl before we walk, and right now we're crawling. Mm, that's so deep. That's that's. <laughs> I like that. Mm. Mm. A lot to get to today. Uh, I'm in love with a brand new Zag. We're gonna we're we're gonna break him down a little bit, and we have a starting five segment. It's pretty much it's not the most original segment in the world. And the first one is gonna be we're gonna be naming our top five Zags of all time. If you think that's lame, every Zag friend group in the history of Zag friend groups has this conversation twice a year. So I don't want to hear it. 
Rob and I are going to give our top fives, and then it's going to it's going to evolve from there as uh, the season goes on, and I'll explain that a little bit. Before we get into any basketball talk, Rob, we have to address that music off the top. Oh, the pump, the pump, man, the pump. pump. I, I had a couple of people say I clicked on the episode and I wasn't sure if I had the right one. <laughs> so that's that's a good point because like the pump. I heard that when I was in Japan all the time, all the time. And it almost became like, I don't even know, the Sacre's theme song when we were walking around just because my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, would sing it. Come on, baby, America. She would sing that on the trains. Is there any more lyrics in the song than Come On, Baby, America? uh usa that one but that's the only american so it's it's american it's american patriotic music sung by japanese people from okinawa from okinawa from okinawa there um but yes but the song is if you actually watch the music video it's and they have like the subtitles at the bottom it's a kind of a sad song really that's what threw me off because I, I watch this song almost every damn day watching it on YouTube because my daughter loves that song. I have it on my iTunes. That's your baby shark? Yes. Uh, well, anyway, that's the reason. And listen, of Rob's like 40,000 Twitter followers, I think 30,000 are Japanese. So if you think we're not going to placate to the Japanese audience, exactly, uh, you're, you're wrong. We're, we're trying to get those clicks, and if it means playing Da Pump, guess what? You're going to have to listen to Da Pump exactly. for 30 seconds. Come on, baby, America. That's right. Hey, quick question for you. What's better, yeah. you think, your Japanese or Rui's English? Well, my Japanese. You think so? Jap- Sogoi. Sogoi. My Japanese is Sogoi, homie. That means great. That means great. Yeah, Sogoi means great. Do you think, yeah. do you think Rui would agree with that? Hi means yes. Hi. Oh, yeah. All right. My Japanese is on point, buddy. I can tell. I can hear that. It's coming coming through my headphones. Rob, (laughs) three games under our belts here. Uh, Yeah. Tune-ups in the bag, if you will. A lot of new faces, uh, guys that have never played together, playing together for the first time in front of 6,000 people at McCarthy over the last couple of weeks. Uh, What's your, your general takeaways for these first three? I'm very impressed on how this team looks. Um, they're very young. Obviously, we have six freshmen and two new guys, um, grad transfers. But for most of you, you can barely tell, you know. I think uh, we look really experienced for how young we are. And it, it's going to be an exciting year. I think we might surprise a lot of teams. You mentioned uh, the guards, the guard transfers, too. We've kind of become guard transfer you, uh, GU has. Uh, have, what have you seen from, from Gilder and Woolridge that makes you think this could be uh, their team? Well, Woolridge is fast as lightning. He, I've never seen somebody just move with the ball like that, he, especially in college. He's, he's tremendous, and he's actually shown that he can shoot a little bit too. And um, I think Gilder, um, you know, when I look at his game, he reminds me a lot of Steve. Stephen Gray, I should uh-huh. say, you know, just because he has that like demeanor, like that calm, quiet demeanor. But like, he's a he he's a 
He's a gunslinger, man. He can shoot that ball. 32 Stephen Gray or 41 Stephen Gray when he changed Ooh. his number for no reason senior year? Oh, I can't even remember why he changed his number. What's the reason <laughs> he, why he changed his guy. number? Why did he change that number again? Didn't he have a reason? I think it was just because <laughs> 41 is such an ugly number and he, he liked it. Oh, it was such an ugly number. It, it, it was such an ugly number. Why was the reason? I can't even remember, but I would probably say 41 Stephen Gray. I like that. That's like the 24 Kobe. Yeah, right. A little Just more experienced. Yeah, experienced, you know, for sure. No doubt. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Brock Reve. Uh, obviously, our, our top two guards are going to be Gilder and Woolridge. They're going to carry us. We're going to go, uh, I hate to say, as far as they take us, but that's kind of the case. And uh, one of our guards that was going to get a lot of playing time as a true freshman was Brock Reve. He left the program. Uh, I mean, what can you say, Rob, other than I, I, we hope he gets well? Yeah, I think we can just hope he gets well. I think he's um, he's battling something. We don't know what he's battling. Um, but from my what I gather, he just has to he has to gather his thoughts and uh, figure whatever he needs to figure out. And we just got to be able to support him, whatever decision he makes. Yeah, I, with that. I know a lot of people are asking me, like I know, I don't know, if there's a possibility he gets back to play this year. And you just got to look at the facts. He's not in class right now. So then eligibility is called into question. There's a lot of murky water. Uh, And even if he does come back, let's say after Christmas, then you have to consider even maybe taking a red shirt for the year. Man, honestly, I don't think – I don't want to sound cold or anything like that. I think we just need to focus on what we have right now, you know, with our team. Um, and just focus on, you know, Joel is actually coming off the bench playing really well, and I think he's actually holding his weight a little bit more, and I think uh, he's going to have a really good season this season. So, yeah, granted, we're going to lose Reve, and it's going to be – I'm not saying we're going to lose him, but as of right now, he's not with us. And um, but yeah, you got to worry about the team you have. That's not that, – I don't think that's cold. I think that's being a – top program in college basketball. I think we're just being, yeah, we just got to focus on what we have at, at this moment, you know? Aye, aye. Now. I know you, I know you can't watch the games right now because you're at all the home games, but Greg Heister saying Joel Ayayi is a real pleasure. <sighs> Boy, sure does I he see. get fired up. I, w- I wanted to record it because he finds a way to mispronounce it almost every time. And I, I, listen, I'm a big Heister guy. Okay. So don't take this. Like I'm, you guys kind of remind me of each other. We, <laughs> I don't know how to take that as I'm kind of ripping him. Okay. I like that. I like that. But Heister, no, no, no. I'm playing. Heister finds a way. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Heister finds a way to mispronounce a yayi all the time. And, it, and it's, it's a real joy. Next time he does a game, I'm recording the whole thing and we're dropping it throughout the podcast. Well, Joel, last game he had what? Uh, he's had like double figure rebounds the last two games, I believe. Yeah, Woolridge got his second foul in the first half, and then Ayayi pretty much took over his role for the rest of the game. It appears. Right? No, he's been rebounding. He's been rebounding at a high clip for a guard. So, and and we can't sleep on what he did in the summer. You know, he right. put up twenty three or like twenty four points a game over in the FIBAs, world uh, under nineteen or whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
So I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I think he's really good. He's athletic. Um, you know, he he moves well with the ball. He just he's 19, man. I I don't think people realize how young he is. You know, right. like I we he's been at Gonzaga for three years and he's 19. Yeah, that's insane. That's think insane. about that. And imagine English isn't your first language. You know what I mean? You like know you how give American pol- American culture goes. There's no de pump. Japanese music to help you segue into America? Bingo. They just have, who knows what he's listening to, what French music he's listening to. (laughs) That's a good transition into uh, this segment I got. Zag fun stats. So this is how Gonzaga ranks up uh, some offensive numbers uh, in all of Division I. All 350 Division I teams. This isn't Power 5 conferences. This isn't teams that made the tournament last year. This is all 350 D1 teams, Zags are averaging 100.7 points per game. That's fifth in Division One. Central Michigan, by the way, is averaging 118 a game. What? They play three games. They are, they're averaging 118. That is banana. That's LMU stuff. Now, don't – I got to – let me – what's their mascot? Central Michigan. The, the Chippewas, uh, bro. Chippewas. Chippewas. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Were you, were you about to get culturally insensitive there? Oh, uh, I was. I was trying to figure out. That's Chris Kamen's alma mater. Sure, the Candyman. I wouldn't. No, that's a little him. candy. No, I wouldn't call him the Candyman. <laughs> uh, and I get. What, listen, if you're saying great, big deal, Jack. Uh, the Zags have scored over 100, or they're averaging 100.7 versus inferior opponents. That's fine. I see your point there, but I'll raise you this. The Zags are shooting 59.1% from the field. That leads Division One, Rob. Right now, they're the best shooting team in college basketball, and no other team is at 57%. They're at 59.1%. That's not too well, bad. Well, it seems like every time there's a shot, Anton is getting the rebound and putting it back. So right there, you're shooting 50%, you know? Yeah, I want to get – that's what it seems like because we're getting rebounds. Timmy's getting rebounds. Every time we miss a shot, it seems like we're picking up the rebound, the offensive glass, and we're going right back up there. So I can see why we're shooting 50%. Excellent segue. Our rebounding margin is plus 18. That's eighth in Division One. And yeah. I, got, I, I got another ridiculous stat for you. Talk to me. Sacramento State is averaging 61 rebounds a game. What? Who are they playing? I mean, this is, uh, they've played one game, and they played Simpson, and, uh, you know. What? My, Were they playing, like, five-year-old, like, eight-year-old kids? Who are I they playing? I don't know. The name of the school is Simpson. I couldn't find a mascot, and I was trying to do a deep dive, and then I thought, you know what? My preparation for this podcast is going to end at Sacramento State's non-conference schedule. I'm not going to go any deeper into this. I do not blame you. I'm trying (laughs) to stay as PC as I can and (laughs) not trying to be inappropriate on how I feel about that. But 61 rebounds a game. 61 rebounds. That's um, uh, that's impressive. (laughs) I want you talked about the bigs a little bit. I want to get into them uh, in a second. But every year, Rob, it, it seems like, especially at Gonzaga, the face of the program is a guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to I do don't it. know about that. Oh, okay. Says the man who was the face of a program in 2012 as a big. I, I do not know if it – Okay. Well, granted, listen, I don't no, know. No. I, 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 like, I like that you, you take issue with that because uh, my point is I think – 
Would you agree that this is Kispert and Tilly's team? They're the face of Gonzaga basketball in Spokane this year. Um, and Philip. Okay. Okay. Petrusev. Okay. So all. Yeah, Petrusev. I mean, Kispert's a three and then two bigs. Correct. Is that a different level of pressure? Uh, you know what? Pressure either makes diamonds or busts pipes. So what do you want to do? You know what I mean? I, I'm always about being a diamond. That's all. I, I want to shine, baby. Uh, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it's, there's, I think there's really, it's whatever pressure you put on yourself. That's how I look at it. I don't know. Well, so far, and again, I hate to continue to lean on this given our, quality of opponent so far, but Kispert looks like he could average a triple-double, dude. Kispert's been playing really well. He's been getting to the hoop. I, that's what really has been really impressing me is how he's been able to get to the hoop whenever he, he wants, and he's been really aggressive going to the hoop and, like, finishing strong, which I, I'm – that's been really an eye-opener for me, how he's been able to just drive and get to the hoop and – and I've been like these explosive dunks and whatnot. It's been it's really impressive. And I and with his three point shot, I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he's going to have a great season. He's going to be a guy, and we kind of need him to be a guy a little bit. Uh, he's him and Tilly are the guys that have been here for so long. Uh, Petrusev his his second full year playing, and then obviously our backcourt uh, new new to the Spokane lifestyle. I like if you if you picture Gonzaga getting off the bus, we look the part. You know, we've got a couple of guards uh, who look weathered. You know, they, look, they look like they're 25. What are you trying to say, man? Like, I'm, build, look, I, I'm building up to something. You know what I mean? They look distinguished. Oh they, look older. They, don't, they don't look like they're 17 years old. I'm building to something here. All right, all right. Okay, and then so we, we've, we've got the guards. We've got the big guards. We've got the European big men who look like they could shoot a three or take you off the dribble. Right. Right. Okay, so we look like a top-tier college basketball program. And then Drew Timmy gets off the bus. And he looks like Al Borland's athletic son. Al Borland's. That's where you go, Al Borland. Drew Timmy oh. looks like he'd rather be at a fish concert than on the basketball court. And no, he I'm, really does. He looks like he should be lead guitarist for Leonard Skinner. 100%. And I'm only saying this. Because I love him so much. Oh, dude. He's Sean Mallon 2.0. He, <laughs> he looks like he should. And that's no disrespect to Sean Mallon. No, Sean no, Mallon no. was a scoring machine. He, uh, well, he was. He, just, he was just a little sloppy, but he got the job done. You know? A little sloppy. I, and he looks like, and again, he's what, 18 years old? Yeah. That's my guy, too. You know what I love about that kid is his attitude. Uh-huh. And like the way he comes to practice and the way he like works out and just the way he just brings a good positive energy towards going and getting better. And I really, I, I'm, I'm excited for this kid's career. You know, I think he's going to have a great career and I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what he's done. You know, he's lost like 25 pounds since he's been at Gonzaga. Oh, really? I was watching a highlight tape of him this week. But I think it was uh, during the summer because he looked like he was on his way towards slimming down. No, he's he's lost a lot of weight since he's been on campus, and um, it's just I think 
the way he scores and just watch that little floater he has going on and that little right hand hook. I think he's going to have a really good career, man. I I think the future is really optimistic for him. I'm excited to see him develop on the basketball court. I'm also excited to see him sitting at a folding table outside of Crosby, recruiting people to go on the next GU outdoors camping trip. (laughs) No, man, I see him. I see him. He's from Dallas. So I see him on like a, a big old pickup with some stacks shooting out the back and you know <laughs> and he's sitting he's on a six inch lift and he's got a pit bull in the in the side of his pickup and he's just mobbing down the street i could definitely playing leonard skinner real loud too i have a bold drew timmy pr- uh, prediction here i Speak think i think he's gonna start a benches clearing brawl this season because kind of what you said He's he's a winner, right? He's a go-getter. He's going to get after those loose balls. And his arms and knees and just general appendages are, are seemingly too big for his own good. You know what I mean? So he's like think, a big puppy. Yeah, exactly. He's like a big puppy. So he, he may not mean to start a, a big fight, but I could see an elbow going into somebody's face. And it, well, no, that's what, but that's what I love about him, uh-huh. man. Because he's down to throw an elbow here and there. He's down to get down like that. He's ready to fight. I like that, man. He's, like, ready to get into it. And, like, and he has that passion where, like, hell, yeah, I'm going to knock you around. Like, and, like, I'm going to foul you hard. I like that, man. And we need that as a a team, you know. For sure. Absolutely. We need a little toughness. One thing they were uh, talking about him, Heister and Dickow, during the last game, they were saying he's got great footwork, and for me, that's such a buzzword for a big man. It's like that—that—that's the ultimate coronation of uh, he's good. Like, oh, he's got an outside shot. Oh, he could—he could take you off the dribble a little bit. And boy, well, feet boy. are so important. Like, if you see some bigs with some bad, like, including myself, when I first really started playing basketball and really taking it serious, my feet were terrible. And um, you know, I think it's so important to have feet. Because that's a lot of body to move, man. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about it, but like you're in a tight little spot. Like you're in a, I always like to say when you're on the block and you're in the post, you only have to, it's like fighting in a phone booth. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have a, a small area because you got people digging. You got people, I, well, I should say not digging, but people trying to steal the ball, like guards. And then you have your guy guarding you as well behind you. So you don't really have that much space to make moves. Whereas, like, guards out in the lane, outside, they can, like, they have more they have more things they can do. Does that make sense? They Absolutely. have more space, right? Absolutely. I'm just saying, as a guy whose basketball knowledge is uh, limited compared to a guy who played in the NBA, a buzz phrase for a big man is good foot, good feet work. Well, be, and that's you know where I, mean? I was going. No, for sure. <laughs> but where I'm going with that is you have to be able to learn certain pivots and little, little, all the little footwork inside that little phone booth yeah. where you're playing. So it is so important that you have the little, like making sure that you can be able to do up and unders and little spins and whatnot. That, that footwork is so important and it's so crucial for bigs when it comes to, because when you want to give him the ball, the last thing you want him to do is turn it over on a travel. You know, for sure, for sure, and it, it happens all too often. Uh, exactly. 
Another thing that happens all too often, Rob, is uh, St. Mary's disappointing us in the non-conference. Uh, they've been knocked the last decade or so for not scheduling anybody. So what do they do this year? They uh, schedule a game against Wisconsin in Madison, get a thrilling overtime victory, then get, give themselves a week off, play Winthrop at home, and lose. So St. Mary's is 2-1 and one on the season. The only other two uh, undefeated teams outside of Gonzaga in the WCC is Santa Clara. They got Stanford on Saturday. Stanford's okay. Uh, USF is 3-0 and with wins over Yale and Princeton. Uh, so they're beating up on the smart kids from the East Coast. Uh, BYU is 2-1 and with losses. Uh, <laughs> the only losses oh. is San Diego State. And then BYU's got a, a relatively tough schedule. They got Utah and UCLA coming up. Your thoughts on our place in the WCC real quick? It's a disappointment if we're not first. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll get to that. I was just, I was hoping St. Mary's would, after beating Wisconsin, maybe they would, you know, well, could, you, you can't. Well, well where were you? Where were you? Yeah, exactly. You, There's nothing you can say about that. No, and they just, they just ruined all the goodwill that they earned for the conference by beating Wisconsin in Wisconsin. You can't turn around to give yourself a week off and lose to Winthrop. So it's called discomplacency. I'm disappointed. In my gales. They're not my gales. Uh, starting five real quick, Mr. Sacre. Again, as I mentioned, not the most original. This is going to get better. We're going to do starting five Spokane bars, uh, starting five biggest shots in GU history. I like this one. I think you'll like this one. I want to do starting five obscure Zag transfers, guys that were here for like a year or two before transferring, like an Andy Poling type. Oh, this or oh GJ Villarino, GJ. Oh my God! You know what I mean. All right, let's. All right, well, we'll shoot, do, baby. Let's. We'll do, my we'll starting five. We'll do that. Yeah, you're starting five all-time Zag players. Ooh. Okay, all-time Zag. Yeah. Ooh. And I think I'll I'll give you my point card. And I think this okay. is an important distinction to make. Obviously, we are the house that John Stockton built. Okay. Okay. Maybe the best point guard of all time. Sorry, Magic. Oh, are you no, are you a Magic you, Boys, by the way? No. Do you have Magic's number? No. Okay. No, okay. I honestly, I never, I think I met Magic maybe once or twice down he in He was too big time? Yeah, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I, I'm, my list is with reference to the all-time NBA leader in steals and assists, John Stockton. Okay, he's on a different level. I'm going to go yeah. my favorite point guard in Gonzaga history, Kevin Pangos. I would – I. that's hard to argue against. Yeah. But you know who I just loved was one of my favorite point guards is Derek Rabio. I knew you were going to go Rav. He's, the, he's in Spokane. Do you ever run into I him? I know. I haven't ran into him since I've been home. But, okay. Um, but he just had that hot sauce like – he had that handle on a yeah. string. Yeah, the professor. Like his hand, that's exactly, like, he was, he would kill now in this era. The way yeah, point guards right. handle the rock, the way point guards are just, like, handling the rock, and then in the pick and roll, he would be, he would, this was his era. He came into an era where it was like, you have to run sets, and mm-hmm. you can't really, he couldn't really Go show the post. all Everything's got to go through the post. Skill. Yeah. Right, right. 
Right. He was all, he's also probably a big reason you chose GU watching him in high school, right? Because that he was he was playing in college when you and I, because you're a year younger than me, looked at college basketball yeah. players like they weren't human, you know, like they were superheroes. Oh, I already know, um, but I don't know. It it was just watching just uh, watching his just watching his game, man. He could put up twenty five if he really wanted to, but I I think he just kind of. He had to play within the system, and I'm not mad at him. He had to do what he did, but he was just such a – the way he could shoot and, like, such a gym rat, too. It mm-hmm. was I, – I give nothing but props to Rav. My two guard is Dan Dickow. Okay. I'm doing it. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. You're putting him there. as a two guard? Uh, yeah. See, no, but this is, this, is, this is – this is this is how you're you're going to get me in trouble. The, bro, but, hey, listen. Hey, listen. This is my I'm, five. No, but you're gonna get me in trouble because I know I have I have to see these guys. You don't. <laughs> I'm definitely tagging Dick out when we post this podcast. Please do, please do. But I have to see these guys. When I tell them they're not on the, my starting five, they're gonna be like, "Well, what did I do wrong?" You well, know, good, good. That's fodder for when they come on the show. So okay. wait, is Dick out, who's your two guard? Stephen Gray. Stephen Gray. Okay. The old roommate. You know, just the old roommate and just don't forget, he put up 35 against Kawhi. Dude, he was a killer. I love Steve. I, I especially love 41 Steve with the hair. 41 exactly. Steve with the hair is the man. Exactly. He had 35 against uh, he had 35 against Kawhi. He was, I think he had, what, 21 in the first half against Davidson when we played Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was putting up crazy numbers, man. He, and he was that year when it was him and Matt at the uh, one and two. They yeah. were they were a problem. Yeah. The, they were a real problem. Uh, uh, Matt's not yeah. going to be in my top five, and we'll probably hear about that too. Number three, Adam Morrison. Speaking of numbers, I don't think you can leave Morrison off the list. No question. He, Hands he down. Yeah. One of the best all-time scorers in college basketball. Yeah, player of the year, co-player of the year. It speaks for himself. I, I, I feel like we're doing him a disservice even by justifying him on the list. So I'm going to go to my number no. four. Bingo. Sabonis. Ooh. Can I yeah. guess your number four? I see. I I was thinking Sabonis. I don't. Yeah. I, it's too obvious. Huh? No, no, no. Because Austin Day didn't stay that long. Yeah. But Austin Day, well, I think. He stayed two years, and Sabonis stayed two years. I know. Yeah, that's right. I felt like Sabonis stayed three, but yeah, you're right. Um, I would, I would definitely have to say Sabonis, Sabonis, or Casey Calvary as your four. Casey, that, see, that's a good one. That's play Casey as you see every day. Well, no, it's not, man. Because Casey, and this, and this is what I'm saying. It's just a different generation and different yeah. era style of basketball because. Casey was doing that type of stuff way back in the day, but the lane wasn't as open, uh-huh. you know? And so he was coming down dunking on people all the time with like a, a full crowd in the, in the paint, and he was dunking on people. Whereas I'm not saying the Zags have changed much of their offense, but the way the game has been played, it's more spaced out, so you have more chances to, you know. But I would have to still lean with Sabonis at the four. He's, he's right there. I, I, but Casey right there, man. 
Casey, and listen, Casey, like Quentin Hall, Santangelo, those guys are the godfathers. Those guys are the, the, the to use the word, trailblazer, again, of uh, modern Gonzaga basketball. So they, they deserve all the respect in the world. Unfortunately, they're just not on my list. Uh, honorable mention for uh, Power Forward, can I get an Elias Harris? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would <laughs> dunk on everybody. But to me, Elias and Brandon Clark are very oh, similar. Bra- but I- Brandon Clark... You know, I didn't even I didn't even think of. Yeah, stay with me now. But stay I have reason. Me. That's recency bias a little bit. I, listen, Brandon Clark's great. I mean, he's a lottery pick, and he's he's doing well in Memphis. But I, may, I don't know. I don't even know what point I'm trying to make. I don't either. <laughs> I honestly don't. I don't know where you're trying to go with that. But I I hear you with Elias. Elias was great and had an amazing career. But well, I the only well, the only thing that gets him out of the the mix is Brandon Clark could jump a little quicker and yeah. have a, his second jump was unbelievable. Uh, my big, my big man, I gotta go with Shem. I go Roni Turioff. You're gonna go Roni, okay? Well, he was the he was kind of the start of it all, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Is his quote still in the locker room? It is. I give my heart for Gonzaga basketball. Speaking of, how nice is that locker room? Since, even since you left, it was nice when you were there. But now they got the they got a full spa. They oh, got like dude. a like a. I don't know if it's a spa, but it's it's yeah, it's it's big time now. It's very it's huge now. It's nice, real nice. That's starting five uh, for our podcast. Obviously, if you have some starting fives you want us to do, maybe starting. When, you tr- when is the starting five for the bars? Well, I want to know what, when are we going to do the starting five for the bars? I want to have a guest on for starting five of the bars. So I want to get, I want to see if we can get 15 Spokane bars, just the top 15. Cause obviously we can get, you know, 35. Oh, going or boy. I want oh, to have boy. a guest on, but if you okay. have a good, if you have a good idea, email us. I have an email set up, Rob, you ready for it? Shoot, shoot me away, baby. Jack and Sack, J A C K and Sack, S A C 60 at gmail.com. Jack and Sack at gmail.com was taken. Uh, I, again, we might have young listeners listening to us, so I don't want to know what that email is for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Jack and Sack 60, 60 because that was the number Mr. Rob Sacre was taken in the 2012 NBA draft. Did you know Ooh, that, Rob? Best for last. Best for last. Best for last. Uh, we've come to the end of the premiere full-bodied episode of Believe in the Zags with Jack and Zach. Thanks to uh, the Believe higher-ups for uh, giving us a platform, dummies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, thank Believe. you for listening. Uh, hit subscribe. Uh, write a review, please. It helps us out. Uh, it goes a long way. Uh, Rob, any closing thoughts? Again, when people listen to this, Texas A&M will probably have already beaten by 15. But uh, what's your prediction in the game tonight? Um, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, it's a Buzz Williams team, so their their intensity level is going to be high. You know, um, I, from the guys I've known who's played for him, he he had, they love him, but they he runs a military style type um, training camp, and he gets those guys ready and wanting to play, and and hungry. So. And it's going to be a good competition, and it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be a good test for us. So I'm excited for what we're going to uh, have coming down the road. And uh, you know what? I'm really impressed how professional we were. 
for the most part on this episode. There, yeah, so am I. So am I. I'm really impressed how Drew Timmy doesn't already have a part-time job at Cabela's. That is a fact. That, <laughs> that is very true statement right there. From the corner! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.